and I will be your host for this episode of Infotainment. I will be your round mound of podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Remember, this is only a test. <laughs> I would like to welcome you, you, and you, and you, uh, not you, but you, to this episode of Infotainment. For those of you regular listeners in the United States and around the globe, for those of you who enjoy the program legitimately, <laughs> uh, tell a friend. Tell a friend about it. And as always, if you'd like to make a donation to this podcast, and it can be done, if you would uh, PayPal to randyms12 at gmail.com. I hate it when I go to the barber, and it, afterwards you, you feel all itchy. Maybe they should have, like, showers at the bar, barber shop. <laughs> Hair salon, wherever you go, because when I get cut, my neck... It's like, if you can't get to a shower, maybe they should, like, put a warm towel or something around your neck so no hair. No matter whether they use a blower or whatever, it doesn't get rid of that itchy feeling. That's my big grape for today. <laughs> no. uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had this happen twice in my life. And it strikes me as odd. I don't know if condescending is the right word that people would use for it. But I had to go in for some diabetic re-education the other day. And, and they were talking about my diet. And I mentioned the fact that I made some uh, Cornish hens chicken. Tyson, a smaller chicken, and uh, this person goes, oh, you like the fancy meals. I'm going, Cornish hens is considered that fancy? <laughs> you know, if I, if I was going to Paris, uh, I would eat uh, at the best restaurant and get the most expensive wine, most expensive item on the menu, then I would consider it a fancy meal. And, like, she makes how much more money than I do? And I, I'm sure you're at the dollar menu at, at any fast food place every day or whatever and eating ramen noodles every night. First of all, I think it's kind of rude, but it's like... Asking somebody how much they make in in a year. Oh, so what is your net pay per year? I can take a guess at it. Can you tell me if I'm close? <laughs> and then the other time was I had to go to an official place and give them some paperwork. And I had a paper clip on these papers. And, and, and they were colored. And I... Didn't think anything of it. And she goes, oh, you got the fancy paper clips. We only have the gray ones. I'm going, yeah, I guess 
Walmart went all out and got colored paper clips. That's where I got them. <laughs> are, are colored paper clips that much more expensive than gray ones? <laughs> I don't know. I know I've had some downloads in, in Moscow. Uh, I wonder if Vladimir Putin can relate to this being a very rich man. <laughs> and it just, it just seems very, very odd to me that, that people would, would do that. You know, it comes to, I'm now at the age now where I make some references and people don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Cause I asked somebody if they've watched the movie and you've got mail and she goes, no. And, Ah, shit. I, I did do that because it made me realize that there are people would consider that like a 1950s movie, you know? And it's where you got to have the quick, you can't be shocked. You got to have the quick, quick response to something like that. At the one I said, yeah, well, fancy as Walmart gets, I guess. Oh, yeah, Cornish hens, you like the fancy meals. You know, I I would go to, on the East Coast, I believe it is, I'm pretty sure it's New York City. You can buy the most expensive pizza there is in the United States. It's all seafood-based, and it's top everything. It's got caviar on it. And it's over a thousand dollars for a pizza. That's when you know you're eating a fancy meal. I'm sure it is great. <laughs> and, and that's when you know you have enough walking around money too, is when you can spend over a thousand dollars for a single pizza. And when I saw it on the TV, it didn't even look like a very big pizza, you know. <laughs> One of these designer pizzas, you know, revolutionary, I guess. I wonder if Vladimir Putin uh, sits around the table eating his Cornish hen and when he's putting out paperwork for somebody to get whacked who disagrees with his politics, uh, if he uses colored paper clips. And I'd like to ask him, in your 33-letter alphabet, what's with the backwards R? Now, growing up for a time, I lived near a golf course. Not near, but after our backyard, it was uh, a golf course. But this wasn't an era where people who had enough walking around money, but they did not show it. It wasn't an era of houses built on golf courses that have decks, uh, outdoor fireplaces, outdoor kitchens, besides the main kitchen in the great room, which used to be called the living room. Today, uh, if you're a certain age, I know some millionaires that have lunch with from time to time. They do not flaunt it. 
And he has also pointed out other millionaires that dress like just normal. This is not an area. There are some fancy homes around the golf course these days. My, oh my. And if you really want to see some people who live on the fancy side of life, uh, why not take a look at MTV? Well, the hip-hopping, they usually go for the hip-hopping cribs-type people, and they show the inside of their house. And basically, these shows are just made to make people envious, I guess. <laughs> it's, but the younger generation like to uh, show it off uh, when they have uh, plenty of dough with their designer gold and <laughs> amazing infinity pools and all uh, the jacuzzi and the fire pits and all the rest. I guess I should make some corrections uh, for the hip-hopping uh, baby cribbers. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't be called homes. They would be referred to as mansions or uh, compounds. There is a bit of a difference. I forget what it is. Now, if I were wanting to live, well, I do want to live a fancy life which is considerably less fancy than some of the things I've seen on the hip-hopping Baby Cribs show, uh, hip-hopping rappers. Uh, it would be to come into enough money through donations here or otherwise is to buy a, a monohull or catamaran sailboat that I could live on for many years and start my own YouTube channel. My adventures of going to the Bahamas, uh, islands around there, uh, crossing the Atlantic to England, Holland, and uh, Norway because I'm half Norwegian and Dutch. It would be uh, the experience of a lifetime uh, living off the grid as much as possible. I don't know. I used to watch, I have some sailing channels that I regularly watch. One is called Sailing Good, Bad, and Ugly. And the other is uh, Sailing Wildlings. They're restoring a old catamaran. I enjoy the project videos. I am getting down some of the terminology of sailing. It is a very high learning curve. Uh, you have to be quick on the sails. And it would be best to have at least a two-man crew on a boat the size I would be able to get. Oh man, I had to cough some there. And unfortunately, uh, I would have to make space for uh, a multitude of medications. But it is a dream of mine. And also, there was a sailboat uh, a while back that was for sale. 
I know that it was in very good shape uh, for only being 12900 The owner of it, uh, he passed away, and his wife was looking to sell it and did need some electrical work and some work on the uh, bottom. It would be nice. I forgot to mention uh, some of the other channels I watch. Uh, I used to watch... Uh, Sailing Uma, I watch, I binge watched that, that channel for quite a while. But now that they have their boat, their electric boat, and you can cross the Atlantic on a, with an electric uh, boat and a wind vane <clears throat> autopilot, which he says you use that all day, every day crossing an ocean, and let the hydraulic uh, autopilot take over once you get across and going along coastlines. But now that they have their boat pretty much the way they want it, they become more of an environmentalist channel about plastic in the oceans and important issues. But I enjoy the project videos a little bit more because they don't really go into town or show you any shops or anything. I mean, I would show a lot of scenery, of course, having a, a photography and video uh, experience, but I'd also show you some of the places I'd visit more than they, mainly they, when they do go off, they show you hiking videos and stuff like that. Uh, let's see, I also watched Sailing Atticus, and they just went through an extensive electrical refit of their newer boat that they bought. Uh, electrical system is quite the deal <laughs> that they installed with one of the biggest experts on electrical systems and boats. Uh, Nigel Calder, and that was uh, enjoyable to watch that. <laughs> and I also watched Captain Q, and he has a lot of sailing experience. And he shows uh, with his partner Randy. They always he always says Randy instead of uh, Randy, but. They show you boats for sale and a little information on the makers of it and, and the inside, the top, and uh, all the uh, trimmings of the uh, boat's interior, which some call a saloon, some call it a salon, uh, settees, you know that. Uh, I know the difference between a head and a wet head. Uh, cleats. Uh, I haven't really mastered the all the uh, sails. I've um, port and starboard. Uh, they got your main sail. Uh, some call it a screecher. I don't know what screecher. Uh, stay sail. Code zero. Mizzen mast uh, sail. Or I don't. But there, it would be a high learning curve, and I would take you on that journey 
of getting it into the water, but it's being able to afford to do that, getting the boat on the hard and uh, I would like to have enough money to have it professionally done and videotape that and explain everything that's being done to it. Getting it on the hard is pulling it out of the water to work on it at uh, some uh, boat yard marina. So, no, let's see what time we're working on here. That Captain Q, he's pretty good. He talks about getting seasick, which a lot of these couples do after they've been on land and their first sail out after they've been on land for a while or they're experiencing a rough uh, seas. Uh, he says, take uh, some pretzels along and chew on some pretzels. I, I don't know why exactly that would help, but... It supposedly it does. I guess if you would call that a fancy life, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Because some say uh, the best two days of uh, owning a boat are when you buy it and when you sell it. <laughs> and I know it's a lot of projects that need to be learned as far as uh, learning knots and Sewing, actually, actually, if my dad was still alive and in young enough condition, he would definitely know how to sew up a sail uh, that was uh, in disrepair and watching that your, uh, all your rigging, your ropes uh, do, are not uh, chafing, so you're having ropes snap. And what things do you need when you cross the ocean, you know? Radar, AIS, and so you can see the ones that are in the network, what the, their name is of their boat and some different information. And there's also a thing called Iridium Go. Keeps you in satellite contact, I don't know. If that's the best deal uh, to do nowadays, this has been past. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. As far as an internet thing, but it would take uh, quite a bit of dough, uh, insurance, getting somebody to haul the boat from where it is to where you would like to. Um, launch out of, like Fort Lauderdale, where a lot of them seem to uh, start. At least uh, Sailing Uma was down there a long time. I know the wildlings are near the south of France, and they bought an old catamaran for 11000 bucks and have turned it into a pretty nice boat, but now... Uh, their engine is kind of finicky. I wonder if they shouldn't uh, save up or whatever for to get a new engine. And whether you go diesel or electric is another thing. Uh, I know uh, some couples say that it's uh, kind of a novelty thing that's not very practical for 
a lot of sailors, uh, which kind of disproven by sailing Uma, uh, regeneration of power to charge up your batteries. A lot of them are going to lithium ion, uh, as sailing Atticus did. But if you're into that kind of thing, you might check out YouTube and those uh, those video series. Uh, I thought about putting this podcast on YouTube. I now have an option for streaming the the wording I use and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of these bachelor or men's channels talking about dating and living this best single life for a man are getting flagged for words they use. You gotta. Uh, choose your words very carefully. So this podcast probably would be demonetized a lot of the time. But as it looks like right now, I might call an end to this. I Let's see where my uh, sounder is. For those of you who own the Roadcaster Pro, I wish when you look for your sound effects on, on the app thing that comes up on your computer, it would automatically change in the Roadcaster Pro on their touchscreen, but it does not. There it is. And let's see if it's on the right page there. Yes, it is. I would like to clarify when I said my dad knew how to sew and he also knew how to repair sewing machines because he ran the Singer Sewing Center here in this little burg. And for those of you who know how to sew or use a sewing machine, you are familiar with the Singer brand name. I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And if you would like to uh, make a donation to my efforts here, you can do so via PayPal at randyms12 at gmail.com. You can check out my Facebook page, email my... Uh, <laughs> Tweet my Twitters at Randy Podcaster and all the rest. So I would like to say uh, have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Now I think it is time to warp drive this podcast to the interwebs. You can check out my Facebook page. You can tweet my Twitters. At Randy Podcaster, you can email me a comment at randyms12 at gmail.com. Question or concern about this show? Tell me you like it, dislike it, hate it, <laughs> whatever. But if it is good and say an under 10-minute read, I might read it over the air. But as always, 
Have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Thank you.